Welcome to the Urban Wine Club podcast. Pour a glass, sit back, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Urban Wine Club and in this episode, Greek Wine Club podcast. We are going to talk about some stuff that is specific to everyone, but it has a little bit of a Greek theme to it. So we're going to we're going to kind of put it to both podcasts because we think it kind of pertains to everybody. I'm Ari, your host. And with me is the guy who knows everything about everything about wine, about food, about whatever you want to know. This is the guy, Fotis Temos. Ari, thank you for that introduction. And what I know the most about is you. <laughs> you don't know me at all. <laughs> Not at all, baby. But to your point, yeah, you, you know, we're getting to know a lot of things as we go along in this journey from wine, from food, from events, from meeting people and so forth. But, you know, we've been trying to better ourselves as time goes on as we get older, right? Yeah. We try to better ourselves by making quote unquote better decisions, whether it's for our health whether it's for our profession, whether it's for our family, whether it's uh, socially and so on. And we're being constantly bombarded on a, not just a daily basis, but every time you, you, you scroll through your social media, you're being pitched something every day about how to be better in life, health, fitness, better products, you know, sourcing better food. It can become overwhelming, but it didn't dawn on me until recently. I happened to come across a, a piece about the Greek culture in itself, outside of the fact that it's been recognized as a blue zone because of the island of Icaria, because it's been praised with its Mediterranean diet and the fact that how the Mediterranean diet can contribute to better living, uh, better health, and long live. Well, can I, can I just add to that? It's I want to say that it's not just the Mediterranean diet, it's the whole lifestyle, right? Absolutely. And where I was getting at is that, you know, in, you know, the process has been from that. And then from that point on, from the Mediterranean diet, which Greece represents a big part of that, then it moved into the Greek yogurt. And then Greek yogurt became this new sensation. It became a fad, a trend. Every dairy company out there, to my knowledge, has been putting out a Greek yogurt or something of a Greek meat. Yep. So the Greek yogurt term has been explosive. So people start making choices. They start now saying, I'm going to you know, change my a preference to Greek yogurt. So, you know, we're moving in these directions that the choices that we're making are supposed to be better for us. <clears throat> and then I've come across, and I'm sure you have too, for quite some time that was the paleo diet, the Atkins diet, the keto diet. South Beach. South Beach diet, right? There's all these uh, approaches to, number one, people do it mostly to lose weight, to lose weight so they can be healthier. But those are so short-lived. I think it's mainly to lose weight for aesthetic reasons. It has nothing to do with health. <laughs> You're right. But it's, it's, you know, it was always in the back of my head about, you know, all, you know, the, the, the troubles and the efforts that people put into in such a short time to get there and they just give up so easily and then they go back to square one. And they, I bet you if we did a survey, I think that a high percentage of the, the people who take the survey would have at least tried everything we just mentioned at least once. Yeah, I'm sure. So it, it, it dawned on me lately that, you know, um, then the fad now that's out there, the intermittent fasting has caught on pretty fast lately. Not sure if you're aware of it, but, you know, intermittent, intermittent fasting has become 
more and more recognized amongst folks because of a lot of online marketing for it. Now, physicians are recommending to certain folks that if you can do it, you know, it's great if you can actually maintain a lifestyle of intermittent fasting. And what does that mean basically for our audience? Well, you know, we need to be a little more specific as well, because as far as I know, there's two types of intermittent fasting. One is something that you do, like you'll stop eating at 7 p.m. and you won't eat again till 11 a.m., which is like a 16-hour break. That's an intermittent fast. But also, I know other people who do intermittent fasting, and that's like every other day they don't eat at all. Right, yes. So like those are the two types. So I don't know, like are are we going to talk about a specific one? Are we going to talk about both of them, or is it – I, we're going to talk about everything okay. that involves the word fasting. Okay. Because I think it's important to understand why do we fast and what is the reasoning behind fasting? You know, you know there, obviously there's different speculations and different reasons why people fast. But prior to the, the fasting that people follow because of their faith, whether you're Christian Orthodox, whether you're Muslim. Or whether That's the only fasting I ever knew until I was an adult. The only right. reason I ever understood or ever heard of fasting was because of church and, you know, right. Easter and whatever. Well, we did a little bit of our research. Fasting goes beyond, uh, you know, the, the the religions and the faiths we just mentioned. It's been around for tens of thousands of years where fasting is important to the way our body is designed and our system works. I guess, in essence, what we're trying to say basically is that our bodies need time to process. And when we... In this generation, this day and age that we live, we're constantly bombarding our body with food and and uh, beverages, and we don't give it enough time to process. I don't even know if that's even like correct to say. Like bombarding is nice term. What I do to my body is like uh, when like the Vikings con- conquered like uh, I don't know what. Like I I shovel food <laughs> into my body. I <laughs> shovel drinks into my body i just don't stop and yeah. like if i go five minutes without something in my mouth like i'm like oh i gotta get something to eat it's horrible yeah. that's the thing like you're unfortunately your body is is trained to to seek and continuously want more we need to reverse that because in order for all of your and i'm not a physician and i'm not i'm just speaking on behalf of what i've read in the research that we've done as far as the fact that our organs, our digestive organs, need time. Yes. And and the longer you give your, your organs to, to do their thing, the better it is overall. So getting back to this real quickly with where, where this all started was that, you know, we've mentioned the, the blue zones over and over for many for many of our episodes, and the blue zones being where the people live the longest and they're the healthiest. I took a step further and wanted to understand what is it about Greece as a culture that has such high numbers of longevity. And it came down to the fact that most folks who were very religious and followed the Greek Orthodox faith followed a fasting uh, that was uh, pretty much a calendar that dictated on when you fast. And out of that calendar, the average Greek Orthodox follower fast 180 days out of the year. That's half the year, right? So fasting from what? Okay. So basically, it's fasting from anything that was from an animal. So animal products were out of out the window. So you did not consume anything from an animal 
for 180 days out of the year. But if you, is it, how strict is this fasting? Is it vegetarian or is it vegan? So on Wednesdays and Fridays, it's vegan. On Wednesday, Fridays, it's vegan. Even to the point where the faith um, also suggests that you're not supposed to have olive oil. Yeah. For different reasons. But what what we're getting at is that that process has always has also been applied during ancient times in Greece before Greek orthodoxy was created was that during the ancient times a lot of philosophers a lot of uh, warriors uh, leaders emperors uh, what have you uh, practice fasting because it allowed them to have more energy and more clarity in their thought process so the funny thing is that when we're hungry we get foggy we can't think straight we need to eat something to feel better. But if you bypass that point where you really become lethargic because you need to, you train your body, the reverse happens to you, I guess. And you become more energized and you think clearer. And a lot of warriors before in the past, and we'll talk about this in other segments. We just want an overview here is that fasting in the form of not consuming anything from an animal, number one, clears your system and your body can, and your, your digestive system can process better. And second is using a window of when you eat, that fasting window, right? You combine those two together and you really cleanse your body naturally how it was designed to do. You know, we discuss about, you know, we've listened to folks that do cleanses and detoxing and that which is which is okay. But the your your I was I was really impressed that we are designed, our system has its own detoxing and its own reset on its own, just from those two approaches, which is basically not consuming anything from an animal and eating in, in a very short window for the day. Yeah. Those two things right away will help reset, detox, and get your system like running like it's a machine. That's, uh, I mean, I 100% believe it. I 100% think that that's the route to take. I just, man, if I don't eat, I'm a mess. Well, here's the thing. It's... It's been proven that you will have challenges in the beginning of, of the um, fasting approach because your body is being dependent on what you've been consuming, you know, the, the carbs, the sugars. Um, the carbs and the sugars are the worst. Right. Your body then seeks it moving forward. If you can fight it in the very beginning of this, of this transition, then your body eases off of it and then you don't desire it anymore. Yeah, that's 100% true. I've heard that from many a doctor, many a nutritionist, but it's so freaking hard. Not, listen, yes, but you got to think about this. It, yes, it's going to be hard. If you think about all the years you just spent consuming processed foods, sugars, dairy, animal products in your body on a daily basis, and your body is trying to process this because it was never designed to process in this manner, it's like it's running like always like on on over over you know on um what whatever the term is it's on like an overdrive it's on yeah. overdrive all the time all the time all the time and then when it's not there it's 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 a really uh challenging transition to have your body adjust but when you do when you do adjust believe me because I am an example of I've been taking these approaches and yes in the beginning it was hell but as time went on and I got used to it I feel a lot better. So, so, so I've, I've had, for example, I've had like a colonoscopy before. When you have a colonoscopy, you have to not eat anything the day before. 
mm-hmm. like only water and like broth or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like just every time I've done that, I felt like I was going to die. <laughs> you and everyone else that tries it. I'm like, I'm like, I can't do it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to die. I'm going to like my, my, my body's going to implode in on itself because I'm not eating anything. So our mission based on this now is we'd love to bring to light the whole aspect of what it is to fast and, and fast from what we just mentioned. And we can take the journey together. Uh, we would definitely start putting out content that relates to the process of fasting. Uh, we'll do definitely a lot of webinars on fasting, and it could be webinars with cooking demos, recipes, and follow this amazing uh, annual journey of fasting in and how others have applied it in their lives that allow them to live so long, disease-free. You know, these individuals who do this, they're only, and, I, and I've read this over and over, their medicine is their food. And when you do get, and when you do, and when these individuals have come down with something, whether it's a cold or they don't feel good, or they have a headache, they fast. And that's what allows their body to fight whatever it is, because they're focused on fighting that disease that illness or whatever or whatever the, that condition and they bounce back quickly i feel like i well let me just say this i feel like there's there's a little bit of an advantage to the past where people were doing this and the present were and not not just the present but the present in america right. because we have a hell of a time eating properly and clean in america it's like have you ever gone to the grocery store and looked specifically for foods without a lot of preservatives, a lot of sugars, a lot of processed? Like, it's so difficult and expensive, by the way. So it's like, it's not the easiest thing to do. Like, it, it's, it's, it's hard from a mindset, but it's also difficult because you have to really plan it out. You can't just say, I'm going to fast like, or I'm going to eat clean. You have to really like plan this out and you have to really put some effort into like choosing your meals and choosing the foods that you're going to eat and when you're going to do it. And, you know, all that stuff. Everything is a process. So this is this is not a simple task. It, it is a process and you're going to put effort. in. Yes. But it and is your health. That's why we would love for, for those of us that are watching and going to watch this is to actually join us because we're going to take the route as a um, as a group to put out information videos posts on the aspects of fasting and have some expertise uh uh, input from from you know nutritionists chefs people from all walks of life that know all about this type of stuff and you know we think about this we overthink this it doesn't it's not as hard and it is not as difficult as it really we live in times where we have access to pretty much anything we want from a product perspective you just mentioned the supermarket. Supermarkets now, Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, and all the other major chains are getting access to them. So you have an abundance to choose from to create amazing, delicious dishes for your fasting. It doesn't always have to be meat and dairy to make your food and your taste buds satisfied. I'm sorry to say that, Art, but Well, I like to take a stick of butter, <laughs> wrap it with bacon, slap it inside a pork sandwich. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, yeah, it's doable. You, everybody can do it. Just put some effort into the stuff you're consuming. Make sure that the stuff you're consuming is a little more natural, a little more organic, a little more uh, 
unprocessed. And then pick your times where you're not going to eat, where you're going to actually fast. Because, you know, these are the key things and your body needs it. And your body, maybe not the first day, but will respond properly. Because this is, I, I think we were designed for this style. It's proven. I mean, um, I, I, as an example, will, will let our folks know that uh, prior to the approach of intermittent fasting, now going to fasting, my levels all across the board, cholesterol, blood pressure, were all adjusted to being above normal just from this simple approach. I mean, I, I say simple, but it's basically training your mind and being a little disciplined, having a little bit of, of uh, willpower to do this. But once you get there, you know, and you feel that gratification of, of, of uh, results, then you can definitely keep. So what you're saying is you think you're better than me. Um, not better, but I'm above you. Oh, <laughs> how about your, how about your, your wine level? <laughs> so, yes, this is definitely not helping, but, but no, back to where, you know, we're, we're very passionate about a lot of things in life. We're passionate about our culture. We're passionate about our, um, our, the work that we do. Uh, we're passionate about the fact that we can connect with people that actually enjoy and have the same mindset. So this is for us a part of our mindset about living in a way that makes us not just feel better, but can be better for us uh, in the long run. Because, you know, we live in a world where unfortunately we see a lot of um, unfortunate circumstances because a lot of our folks, whether they're friends, family, co-workers, you name it, are being subject to medication because their food because of their of the way that they've eaten all their life well well okay well this is where you're going to talk about a little bit of a double a double whammy which is and again i'm going to talk about america because this is where i live this is what i know we live in a place that has a whole lot of really crappy food a lot of processed food a lot of the most easily accessed food is not good for you a lot of times you're on the run and you're just going to grab something not good for you. Um, so that's one. Number two, we are the most medicated society on the planet. We have pharmaceutical companies shoved down our throat 24-7 on TV, here, there, doctors, everybody is constantly, you know, shelling this out. So, you know, prevention is something that I feel U.S. healthcare is not really pushing. Where other places, because, you know, I obviously I go to Greece, I go to different places and I see that there's prevention in these other kind of medical processes. But in America, it's like, oh, you got something, take this pill. Oh, you got something, take this pill. Oh, you got something, take this pill. No, man, we got to practice some prevention and prevention includes fasting and eating better. And then maybe you won't need the pill. That's not where the cashola is. So they're always shoveling this stuff. So please take it from us. It's and prevention. We'll definitely provide in, in for everybody the information, the actual true uh, testimonials from us as well as we go through this journey. So we're getting behind this whole fasting. Um, you know, as and I mentioned before, you know, for me growing up as a Greek American, fasting was part of our faith. You know, when I was a young kid. And it was like Lent has started. It was like the end of the world for me. I'm like, oh my god, I I can't eat meat for forty days. And, I never ever did that. And I, I did one week. One week was the most I ever did. Well, I, well, listen. My mom was like strict in the house, so there was no meat in the house, right? So 
we would cheat when we're not in the house, but when we were home, okay, all right. You know, we were eating, you know, we <laughs> well, were that's eating. what I that's what I meant. I was like, I never actually did that because so now I look back on it I'm like, wow, like I wish I was back there again because that taught me something now that I looking back on it, like, you know, yeah, there's a reason for it. And you know, my parents or my mom, you know, she would fast during all those days, including Lent. And, and so did all of my family members. And I, going back to what we just mentioned, that, you know, besides the faith, because I, I wanted to look into this deeper, it goes beyond, you know, fallenness because of your faith. This practice has been around forever because prior to, you know, pharmaceutical companies and big medical centers and scientists and physicians, you know, our people of that time had already knew exactly what our body needed and how it worked. And in the past, we really did have a good uh, health record. Like there was very low cancer rates, low heart disease rates. Uh, longevity was pretty up there. So, I mean, obviously they knew something. So, Ari, we're going to um, move forward on this and we're going to be putting out information, content that we'll post. And also, as you mentioned, we'll do a lineup to keep our audience and our visitors and our guests informed about what this is all about. Yeah. And, you know, as much as you can, uh, I know some people who do intermittent fasting, you know, every other day they don't eat at all. That, to me, is really hard. Like, that's a tough one. But you know what I do? Well, what I try to do, and I do it most of the week, but, you know, obviously not every single day. But most of the week, I'll try to not eat after 7 p.m. And I'll bypass, you know, breakfast early in the morning and I'll eat it around 11. You know, that's a 16-hour fast. Perfect. That's, I mean, that's, that's doable to me, well, like not tough. Giving your body 16 hours from the, from the last time that you ate to the next time you eat does wonders for you. Yes. So, yes. And, yeah. So if you could, if you could like throw that into your mix, start right now. And then we'll, like Foti said, we will continue to inform and bring some experts in on this. And, you know, we do our own research and we follow a lot of the stuff that we preach and it works. It works. You know, we're, we're here to tell you that it works. So we'll, we'll continue this because this is important. Super important. So we want everyone to stick with us. Keep, keep following what we're doing. Stay tuned for all the upcoming episodes on this subject. And we will bet you, you will not be disappointed on what we're going to provide to you. Absolutely. 100%. I can tell you right now, we got some good stuff coming. So fast from your food. Do not fast from our show. You could binge on this show. There you go. All right. Foti, as always, thank you for everything you bring to the table. Thank you, everybody, for watching, listening. And we are going to see you next time. Take care. Cheers. Cheers.